Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom show. Coming up today, we sat down with Pastor Troy Jackson, an example of a patriot pastor. Our team then delivered more brave books and Sheriff Grady Judd spoke to us on the invasion happening at our southern border. All of that and more is ahead on today's show. But first, before we get started, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com and hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any of our content. Citizens Defending Freedom wants to make it clear that we do not endorse any individual candidate for political office at any level. As an organization committed to transparency, accountability, and individual freedom, Citizens Defending Freedom serves as a watchdog, monitoring governmental actions and policies that may affect citizens' rights. We'd like to introduce to you Pastor Troy Jackson, a shining example of a patriot pastor leading the New Beginnings Church in Texas. He has emerged as a vocal advocate for the protection of our children. Witnessing the impact of a single pastor's advocacy can demonstrate how one individual can inspire an entire county. Take a look at how he was able to stand for the protection of children at a board meeting speaking against transgender counselors. Yes, so yesterday was amazing. So I was actually um, headed to a Tarrant County Community College board meeting, and I got a text from another friend of mine that um, was going to a Fort Worth ISD meeting, and he told me, he said, Pastor, if you're available, I really need you to stop in here. This meeting starts, I think it started at 2 o'clock. He said, I really need you to stop in here because they're trying to hire a counselor to head up a um, process that will help people that think they're transgender on on campuses start to um, assimilate into their transgender lifestyle and and help to basically affirm that way of living and that way of life. And so what I shared with them was, no, that's not acceptable. So he shot me the address and I detoured from the meeting, that board meeting I was headed to, to go over there and you know because one of those things sometimes you can't really rally the troops but you can still go where you need to go um at any given moment to make things happen that you need to make happen so i detoured and i i I go over and the objective was for them to was to get this person that would stand in as a counselor to be able to help people understand that well you know god didn't actually make you what what you are and what you believe you are is what you are and this counselor was going to not necessarily counsel them into who they are should be but counsel them into who they are not which i think is a is 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 not a good thing i don't i've never saw that as a good thing and so i came in i signed up to testify and I was the first one up to testify. I was shocked. They called me up first, and a couple of people said, well, I think they called you up first because you're a pastor. <laughs> and they figured you were going to give them a whole lot of scripture, and, and, and they just wanted to get you out of the way. And so needless to say, when I got up, I didn't give any scripture because I've learned how to, when you go into these arenas, you don't always have to quote scriptures because it does me no good to quote a bunch of scriptures to people that may or may not be believers. So, but you have to be masterful and such a student of the word that you can deliver the word in a practical manner without quoting a single scripture. And it causes people to think and to really reconsider whatever actions they were originally considering. So when I get up to testify, I made the case from a different perspective than what most believers would have made the case from. 
I made the case from the perspective of, okay, so what you're telling me is that you're going to create another class of victims. And they asked, so what do you mean? You're going to create another class of victims in the fact that you're going to hire someone to counsel them. And basically, that person has a pool of people that they can victimize because they're going to build trust in this counselor that's affirming them that may be a transgender person or someone that just likes to some pedophile that likes molesting children. And I told him, you're going to end up in a legal in a huge legal situation like the Catholic Church did, because you're going to have someone that you've hired to counsel people that now they have all of these victims and years down years later from now, they're going to come back to you and they're going to start filing suits and talking about how they were victimized and how this person took advantage of me and you hired this person. And so you opened the door for all of these legal lawsuits and class action lawsuits and things of that nature. And that's probably not a path that you want to go down as a, as a members of a school board, because, and if you notice, I never said anything about, well, the Bible says, and I didn't give them any scripture. This is just practical application of life. And I gave them an example, not a worldly example. I gave them an example of something that happened in a church. It just so happened to be the Catholic church. But I gave them that example and they remembered that example and it was a relatable example because it's not so far in the past that they can't identify with what happened in the Catholic Church. And I said, so what are you going to do? You're going to start moving this counselor around so that you can hide him like the church did? I said, I'm not, I'm not standing up for the church or against the church. I'm just giving you the reality of what has already occurred and letting you know that you're opening the door for this to happen in your district and that that would make each one of you as board members liable for suit because you're voting for this person to be in here and do this. And you don't know that, okay, this is, is this really in the best interest of the child? Not just the, the, the gender conformity or it, I saw it, I, I approached it more as a, there's going to be some real solid legal ramifications that you guys are going to have to deal with when you have this. And so they begin to talk amongst themselves and they ask a few questions and I answered their questions to the best of my ability, but it really sparked thinking because, and what I got from that was they were all considering actually passing this on. So what I found out later was the meeting that I was in was actually a committee meeting and the committee was planning to pass this on to the board for next week to be voted on and passed into the school board. So I was able to stop it at the point of the, the, the committee meeting so that it never goes before the board and becomes on the official agenda. And, and, and so afterwards, I'm hearing from all of these, the, 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 from many of the people that are on this committee saying, thank you for saying what you said, because I never looked at the legal aspect of it. And I just knew, and I had a couple told me, I just knew you were getting ready to preach to us. Because you look like you were getting ready to preach to us. And, they, and, and, and I even had one gentleman say, he said, you really did preach to us without preaching to us. Because you made us think about, I could be sued personally for this. I could, I could end up in a civil suit because of this decision. 
if whoever we hire for this position ends up harming one of these young people and how are we going to figure out how are we going to make sure that this is not someone that would harm them and because i gave them the perspective of okay so you say well i don't want to hire a man to do it you hire a woman to do it i say you do you know that just as many women molest as men do the thing about it is just not talked about i know of many men that have been molested by women and the thing about it it's years down the line before they'll ever talk about it because the men are always the last ones to talk about their 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 molestation. It normally manifests in anger and and, and, and physical violence toward their spouses or their children. And when you get to the root of it, you find out it's because some male or female molested them at some point in their life. And now that they're married and have family, those, those, that anger from there has manifested over here. And so now we have to get them in a place where we break that generational curse off their life. Thank you, Pastor Jackson. We have had two more Brave Book deliveries. In November of 2023, Citizens Defending Freedom partnered with Brave Books to donate 500 wholesome, family-friendly books to schools across the country. Our Duval County Citizens Defending Freedom team, led by Kathleen Murray, has delivered a batch to Cornerstone Classical Academy. Another delivery of Brave Books went to Keller ISD in Texas. This batch was delivered by Tarrant County Executive Director Rosalie and her team. Thank you to both of our teams for delivering the Brave Books. Our co-founder of Citizens Defending Freedom, Steve Maxwell, sat down with Sheriff Grady Judd to discuss our open southern border and how churches can actively engage in saving the nation. Watch this. I spend every day at some point in time interacting with the individuals not people who have a voice, not people who have a lot of money, but people who have a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't talk to a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or someone not registered at all that thinks it's okay to bring fentanyl across that Southern border and kill our kids. No one, no one thinks that's a good idea of, of any political stripe. No one that I talk to, whether Republican, Democrat, independent, or not registered, thinks it's okay for terrorists to come across the southern border and to be in sales, and we know they are, to plan their next attack against the people of this country. No one thinks that. So if no one thinks that, why is it that our representatives that we send to protect us don't rec recognize that? I recognize that, yeah. and I'm doing everything I can to keep our people safe. Our crime is at a 52-year low, and there's a reason for that. But the reality of it is we have to look past that 5%, maybe, yeah. maybe 5%, probably 2 or 3% of loud people that are what I call conspiracy theorists that think we're just trying to ruin the government, ruin the government. No, there has got to be rules and disciplines in place. Exactly. And one of the basic ones is that you just don't let people that you don't know come into this country. Yeah. We've got to stop that. That's it for today.
Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Psalms 18.2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to protect children, help ensure election integrity, and encourage pastors to get engaged. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing. God bless.